Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, guys, it will be my early predictions for the 2022-2023 NBA All-Stars. So, let's get straight into it. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Guys, just before we get into this episode, thank you for the support I have recently received from my previous podcast. A lot of guys and girls have come out and supported the podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Really appreciate you guys listening after me being on a long hiatus, but let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into this podcast. Now, this one's pretty straightforward. I'm going to be doing my early predictions. Now, it's pretty early and this can chop and change from, from a lot of things, but my right now... Recording this on the 28th of November, my All-Stars for the East and West. Now, I'll just go in the way I, I did it. Now, the, the way the NBA does it, they have starters and then they have benches. And then the bench, the starters, you know, you can pick two backcourt, three frontcourt. And then on the bench, you pick two backcourt, two, three front, sorry, two backcourt, three frontcourt, and then two wildcards. So... I'm kind of doing that. No particular order, starters-wise, this or that. I'll start with the... the. I'll go to West, because the West was pretty hard. Um, my first guard I had was Luka Doncic. Uh, he's pretty straightforward. I think he is up there with possibly a leader for the MVP. Without him, the Dallas Mavericks are a lottery team, plain and simple. He is one of the greatest players to watch right now. I really, really love everything he does for that team. Um, I had a... I found... On YouTube, uh, a guy's comment and a take on Luca, and I thought it was pretty interesting to be quite honest with you. He said to me that Luca Doncic is just the next evolution of a James Harden, a player who dribbles the ball a lot, doesn't really use his teammates as much, and possibly you know could be a negative. Now, I actually thought about it for a second, and I understand where this dude's coming from because, from a you know a glance, it does look like that. But I think Luka is a much better player than James Harden in the way he plays the game via his pace. I think his pace is unmatched. I think it's... We haven't really seen a player play of his pace before. Because he's not the greatest athlete, he depends on using his time and his brain and his body. Now, his body is not the greatest body. You know, it's not the best rig by any doubt. And I can't say too much there. But he's able to use his body in ways that it, it can make him... Sorry, I butchered that. He uses his body in advantage to an advantage for himself. So he puts himself in situations where it's actually an advantage. Now, on the block, he's able to bully the smaller guards, you know, even wings. All right, if he gets a pick and roll switch on a big, he's able to burn that big, or you know, take a quick bump, create contact, get to the line. Um, I, I I really think that I understand where this guy's coming from in the Harden take, but I think it's wrong. I think he's a much better player than Harden. I'd rather play with Luca than Harden. I think you've seen. Harden won't be able to win the championship. Well, I think Luca is a net positive. You know, just from a glance, he's a positive player. Yeah, he dribbles the ball, has the ball in his hands a lot, but so does a lot of players in the NBA when they were coming in. You know, LeBron had the ball in his hands a heap, you know, so I don't really pay that mind. I just I just thought it was interesting. You know, I thought it was interesting, and I'd love to see what you guys think with that, but I don't. I, I kind of like, I was bullish on that on that take, but. Yeah, you know, I thought it was just interesting because, you know, it is an interesting take. Like, he, he, he kind of reminds me of Harden a little bit. You know, not like play style, but, you know, they've had the ball in their hands a lot and this and that. But, you know, that's not, that's not this podcast. 
My second guard I had was Jar. Jar pretty straightforward too. Jar's, you know, top five for me, most interesting player to watch. You know, he's obviously box office talent. He's getting better and better in every aspect. And I can definitely see him, you know, being in and around that MVP conversation. I definitely think he'll be a starter. Him and Luca will be the starters, possibly, you know, in the in the uh, backcourt. But it's just, you know, it's, it's very interesting to me to see if he will be. Um, I, I just found that pretty interesting, to be quite honest. You know, because the starters are going to be fucking hard to pick on the guards. Like, there's there's so many guards that won't get picked that I think would get picked in other years and other scenarios. But, yeah, I definitely have uh, Jar in there. Starting in the front court, you know, because I'll do two guards, three front court, and then my bench, then like, not my bench, but then I'll do it like that. Like, it's a bit easier. So my three front court guys I'd have, no, not if they'll start or not, just three front court. First one I had was Jokic. Jokic would definitely be there, the best player in the Nuggets, the best center in the league right now. You know, he can he his numbers have dipped a little bit in the uh, in, in the stats wise, but if you look at him as a whole, he has got that team to the second seed right now as recording this on the twenty eighth of November. He could definitely be an MVP candidate again. I don't think he'll get it. Voters fatigue and this and that, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him. You know, get close to win that MVP again because what he did last year with that team was. Quite unreal if you look at it. Like their second, third best player at times was, you know, Bones Highland, Aaron Gordon. You know, he got into 47 wins. So I think it was very, very interesting to see, you know, that he got the MVP and it wasn't clear cut. Like that guy, you put any other player on that team, he might not have gotten the best out of that team. So I think Jokic is definite all-star for me this year. My next player I have, I have Anthony Davis. Now, I'm not the biggest Anthony Davis fan, but his numbers don't lie. He's been a really, really good positive for the Lakers right now. He's one of their only shining players. I, I thought to myself, I said, is Anthony Davis actually a, a genuinely good player? Like, or is he just a player that puts up a lot of stats? Like, is he a winning player for me? I actually don't know. Because I knew I, I know that they won a championship, but that's one year out of how many years he's been to, in the league. Now, yes, he's he's obviously a great player, but I'm not too sure if I really want, would want him on my team because First off, he's always in street clothes. But secondly, I just don't know if how good he is, but he's definitely an all-star this year. I'm not, not hating on him or anything, but I just see with the Lakers right now, as constructed, they're not a winning team, you know, and he's the second best player in that team. Putting up those numbers, you shouldn't be coming, you know, 12th. But he is an all-star for me. My next all-star I have in the front court is Laurie Markkinen. Calling it. He'll be an all-star. He's done a great, great job this year. He has been one of the best players in the NBA. I think... He's one of the most surprising players in the NBA, and you know, I think his trade value will only get higher now because he's on a pretty team-friendly contract, only making fifteen million a year. So he could definitely be a trade bait or trade asset for a future contender, or even a team that you know really wants to say, you know what, let's build around Laurie Markkinen to trade for it. I think his trade value is only going higher and higher. I remember I came on last year and did a podcast. I was like, please have a list sign Laurie Markkinen. What's going on here? Like, what's doing? But no, he's, he's definitely proven me wrong, and I definitely think he'll be an all-star this year. Now, I move on to my next two guards. My next two guards, pretty straightforward. Steph Curry, you know, he'll definitely be there. Best player in the Warriors, best point guard in the, in the league right now, if you ask me. You know, there's nothing really much that needs to be said with him. I think that the Warriors will start to come back up into the, to the ranks and start to get a little bit better and better. They're starting to find their groove a little bit. They're starting to beat some, you know, good teams. So I definitely think that Steph Curry will be there. Next, next guard I'll have, SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He definitely deserves to be here. As I said on my previous podcast, I think he's one of the most untradeable players in the NBA today. 
I really love everything about him, and I think the OKC Thunder, if you don't watch them, actually watch them because they're not a horrible watch. Like, they actually play pretty good. You know, they 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 play the right way, and Shea's a dead set box office, box office talent right now. So really have a look at them and, and watch them, to be quite honest, because it's actually really, really good to see them play. Next, I'll have my front court, my, th- my three front court players. First one, now... He hasn't played a lot, but when he plays, it's obviously a positive LeBron, LeBron James. And isn't it amazing to see, like, the Lakers are probably going to have two All-Stars this year, right? Because LeBron, LeBron will just get voted on starters, right? The Lakers will have two All-Stars to possibly, at that point in time, not even be, the, like, in the play-in contention. Like, that's pretty crazy to me. Like, it just shows you, like, how poorly constructed their roster really is. Like, they're 3 through 10, 3 through 10, might be top five worst Who's their third best player? Like, on any given night, it can be someone. You know, I don't like maybe Lonnie Walker, Westbrook, you know, you could say, but like Westbrook has played much better. I will give it to him, but there's some nights where you get good rust, some nights where you get rust, where you just wanted to go get traded and play in, you know, whoever, wherever. You know, he'd be a more positive asset if he's not on your team. But, you know, the Lakers right now, they're very, very interesting. It's very interesting to see that they're going to have two All Stars. Like, most people will have. To, like, because they're, they're two good players. Like, they're just fucking very good. They're very good at the game of basketball. Uh, my next uh, front court player was Zion Williamson. Now, he hasn't played as much, but the front court compared to the back court in the West, it's so vast, so different. Like, there's so many more better guards in the West than there is the East, uh, in the West, than there is front court players in the West. Like, I probably could have done a team of 12, like, back court technically. Like, Guards and wings, and I wouldn't have been that uncomfortable with it. But yeah, I'll, I have Zion in there. Like he's been really, really good when he's on the court. He'll probably get voted in as a starter, so that's your like your real spoiler there. But he's been really good. Like he's looking much better. He's trimmer. He's, looks happier. You know, last year it looked like he probably didn't want to be in New Orleans. Now New Orleans, now New Orleans, look like one of the better destinations to go to if you're a free agent or if you're, or they can even trade you know, players on their roster to be come out dead set win now team. Like they've got Brandon Ingram, they've got CJ McCollum, they've got Zion obviously, they've got Herb Jones, who I think is a really, really good player. They've got all the pieces and all the bones to become like a win now team. And, you know, whatever happens with that Lakers pick is whatever. Like I have a funny feeling like Victor might dead set get to the Pelicans, like which would be mad to see, but you know, that's here or there. But I do, I obviously have Zion in there. My last front court player I had it was really hard. Like, it was really hard, but I ended up putting PG in there. I put him as a like a, a small forward, you could say. Um, PG's been really good, too, with, with the Clippers when he's played. He's, he's obviously, you know, one of the better players in the league. Great two-way player. That's what I took into account. Like, he does it on both ends of the floor. He's averaging, you know, in the tw- something in the 20s, I think 26 points, which is still a really, really high points per game. You know, and the Clippers haven't been that bad. Like, they, they're up and down. They're inconsistent, but... You know, he's been really, really good. Also, touch base, what the hell's going on with Kawhi? Right now, Kawhi is probably, you know, players you wouldn't want on your team. I wouldn't want him on my team because there's so much mystery around him. Is he actually healthy? He, he, you know, just does whatever he wants and he leaves teams a hostage. Like, you look at it, I think the Raptors were kind of lucky they didn't re-sign him. You know, because what happens, like, now, like, the Raptors could have been in limbo, like, what the Clippers are. 
Like for me, the Clippers, this is going to be like the Clippers will never win a championship with Kawhi PG, and they're going to be bad in five years' time because their future picks are all going to OKC. So it's very interesting. It's a, it's a it's a it's a tangent. You know, I like to go on a tangent, but it's just interesting to see like what's going on with the Clippers and Kawhi. Like if he does come back, like they could be contention. I don't think they'll make the conference finals. Like a lot of people had them winning the comp. I don't think that. I think you know the Suns are better than them. You know, I think the Warriors are still better than them. I take the Grizz over them. I take the Nuggets over them. You know, I take four teams right there over them. So that's my that's my opinion. Like it it could be wrong depending on what you think. Like your opinion's opinion, but Kawhi's yeah, I wouldn't want him on my team to be quite honest. I don't think he's worth all the drama of bullshit you get for him. The one positive he he's a New Balance athlete, so I will take that into account. But yeah, PG will be my last front court, and then my two wild cards. Both guards, both from the West, obviously, but both in the same division, the Pacific. I have Devin Booker in there. Uh, I, and a lot of people probably will put two Suns players on there. They might put Chris Paul back in there, or they might put, you know, an Aiton or, you know, who knows. Maybe Mikael Bridges gets a sniff. But the Suns have been good. The Suns have been good. They're, they're the best team in the West right now of our standings. They're a tough team. I do understand that the DeAndre Aiton thing is still a drama for them, I think, at this point in time. But Devin Booker... He's an all-star. He's been playing really, really good. He's the leader of that team. He's the best player on that team. He's done a really, really good job. And then my last player, really happy to see him. I definitely think he'll make it. Probably in wildcard, but De'Aaron Fox for me is the last player I had. Sacramento Kings are playing really good. Really good bread of basketball, fun, energetic, move the ball around. Mike Brown's done a really good job. I think he's bring, brought in a lot of competitiveness and joy in that, in that team. And I think that they've got, you know, a really good, young core and a really good group of young players that can really compete for, you know, in the coming years. Like De'Aaron Fox is probably 25, is 25. DeMontis is a little bit older, but he's that good, pe- that he's not too old. You know, Keegan Murray's coming in, Davion Mitchell, you know, Malik Monk, who has a really good connection with Dar- De'Aaron Fox. And I think that's a big reason why he would have went there. Cause like him and De'Aaron Fox, they have a good connection. They know how to play. They played at Kentucky together, you know, and then, Kevin Herter has been shooting the piss out of it. Like I said that earlier, like they've done a really good job. Like I'm trying not to go too much on teams, but they've done a really good job Sacramento so far. And even if they don't make the playoffs, even if they get into the play-in, like I think it's a successful season for them because they're actually decent to watch. Like they're one of my better teams to watch. And I didn't think I was going to say that about the Sacramento Kings this season. And I still think that the trade they did, you know, to get rid of Tyrese Halliburton is a bad trade. I think they lost that trade, you know, Every day of the week, but in saying that, they're actually doing a good job in there and they're playing well. I'll now move on to the East. You know, the East was a little bit easier. I thought there was players that, you know, kind of picked themselves, and I think it's a bit easier for me. My, my first two guards I had in the East, my first one was from Cleveland, Donovan Mitchell. He's playing at an MVP caliber level two. He's been one of the bright spots for the Cavaliers, obviously. At the third seed right now, I think he's been the best guard in the East right now. I don't think there's a better guard in the East than him at the moment. Some people can, you know, disagree with me, but I think he's been really, really good. And I think, you know, he's at a point now in his career where he doesn't have to be the best player on every night to win a game. And that's a big thing for him. It's a big thing for him. And I think it's actually making him play better. And I think JB Big Staff has done a really good job with that team. And he can, he can absolutely be a... Coach of the year candidate. My next guard I have in there, and, this, and then remember, guys, no particular order. It's just the first guards that I, you know, popped into my head. Trey Young, I do believe Trey Young will make it. That the Atlanta Hawks are playing really, really good brand of basketball right now. Top four seed right now, they're doing really good. 
the DeJounte Murray trade's been really nice for them. I think DeJounte Murray's given him a little bit of calmness on that defensive end. You know, he's a, he's a very good presence. He's gone a little bit haywire since leaving San Antonio. I will say that. You know, he's a bit... He does a little bit of things that I don't really like. Like, he like he called out Parlo and then he, he hit a three against the Rockets and he smacked Jabari Smith on the head like... What the fuck is that about, dude? Like, grow up. Unless Jamari's talking mad smack or not, but like, even still, like, you don't hit a guy on the head. Like, I don't know. It's a bit, bit, bit outlandish for me. But you know, they got their uh, karma. They lost that game. But yeah, I do think Trey Young's been really good. Like, he's he's like Steve Nash, man. Like, he's a really good player in the pick and roll. He's got great, great vision. He can shoot the piss out of it. You know, not as good of a shooter as what people actually will think. But he can still shoot the ball really, really well. And he's the heartbeat for that Atlanta Hawks. So I definitely have him in there. My three front court players to start. These guys all picked themselves. Jason Tatum. JT's been really, really good. I think he's a, he he could be the smoky for the MVP this year. And because not a lot of people talk about them because they're the first seed, but that's the reason why I think he can get it. Because they're the first seed. He's done it in consistent years. He's their best player. He's hard to get. Like he does everything, you know. And you know, doubt, you know, the players that are in contention, right? Like the the Lucas, him, like the Tatum's. I still have Jokic in there, Curry. You know, you have players like oh, who else was it that I was thinking of? Jar. You know, they're not. They're not like some of those players won't get their teams up to a high level, but Tatum will definitely be there. Like Tatum will definitely be there. So I think he could definitely get the MVP. He's played at a great level. I, I really like his personality too. I watched the interview of him with on YouTube and it was really just good to see him as a person. I think he's a really good person. Good dude, you know, just from face value and he's he's a genuine guy. So I definitely have him as one of my all-stars. Next front court is Giannis. He's also another contender for that MVP, but he's playing at a high level. I think right now it's the Bucks to lose. He's a no-brainer, not even a question for me. Giannis is straight in there. And then my last front court would be you know, on the, on the first three, Embiid. Embiid's definitely in there. Like, Embiid is still top two center in the league, top ten player in the league. I think they have to realize, you know, Doc Rivers has to realize, you've got to run the offense through him first. Harden second. You know, Harden's had his time. You want to win a comp, you got to do it for Embiid. And I think when Harden's not playing and Embiid's that first guy, they just look so much better. Like, they look so much better. Like, tougher to guard. I think they should possibly look to trade Maxi and Harris. More Harris than Maxi because Maxi's younger and shit, but Harris doesn't fit their team. Looks to go get like good 3 and D players, wing players for him. Like even if you trade him at 80 cents, 70 cents on the dollar, like just get players that will fit harder than Embiid. That's that's my opinion, at least. But yeah, jo- Joel Embiid will definitely be there. My next three, my next players I have, my two guards, I had easy pick, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's averaging 26 if you don't actually know that. Jalen Brown's been one of the best players in the league right now. I think he should have been an all-star last year. I will say his first year last year wasn't great, but his second half of the year was really, really good. So I think Jalen Brown's an easy definite for me. My next definite is actually Tyrese Halliburton. And if you don't watch him play, you should really, really watch him play. He's a really nice piece, young, athletic, smart player. Really good in the pick and roll. Great assist player. Really good shooter. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Like I don't think that the Kings should have traded him, but... You know, they in saying that they wouldn't have got Sabonis. Really, really like him. Really like everything he's about. He, he that he is about as a player. So I definitely have him in there. My next players front court. I have Demar Derozan in there still. 
DeMar's been doing a good job. Even though the balls have been a little bit shaky, I still think DeMar is a great, great player. I definitely have him in there. I think he's a no-brainer, to be quite honest. And I think he'll definitely get, you know, if he doesn't get fan-voted, like because he got fan-voted last year, I know they're not going as well, but he'll definitely be in there for me. Easy pick for me. Next pick I had, I had Pascal Siakam. And when he played, he was averaging 24 a game. He was looking like the best player on that Raptors team. Easy, easy pick for me. Really, really good. If he doesn't make it because he doesn't, you know, make the games requirement, I think a Raptor needs to be in there, and I think it would be OG Adenobi. Now, he isn't, like, stats-wise screaming off the page, but does it on both ends. That's something, like, a lot of people need to take into account nowadays. Does it on both ends. Can still give you 17 to 18 points a game, so he's really, really good. But I still have Pascal Siakam, even though he's played nine games so far. Next player in the front court, pretty easy, KD. KD is an easy one. It doesn't doesn't really doesn't really need to be said a lot for KD. We know what he's about. I think top five scorer of the NBA ever. You know he's that good. You know we all know like he's in that LeBron part where he's like yeah if he's healthy playing he's an all star. My two wild cards right now and they're both you know considered guard wings. First one I had was Darius Garland from the Cavs. I think he's done a really really good job there. He's leading. He's a you know doing a really good job leading that team, and I think. You know, he's really just been able to be a point guard this year. It's actually helped him, I think. You know, obviously he's got D-Bitch there with him, Donovan, but I really love everything that he does. And I definitely think he should be an all-star again. And then my last player I had wild card was Jimmy Butler from the Heat. Now, I know he's been inconsistent with his games, but he's still, when he's playing at a net positive and he's an all-star player, if you look to scout the Miami Heat, your first player you're scouting is Jimmy Butler. So I definitely think Jimmy Butler should still be an all-star. And... You know, it's not it's not really that big of a discussion, you know, but like it's it's some people would like not nah, make like he might not make the games requirement, that's completely fair, but he'll be my all star. There's like one player I will talk about that I think he won't make it, but I think like if he was in the East, like I think he might have made it. Like that's uh Desmond Bain. Sorry, I said my mate. Desmond Bain from the Memphis Grizzlies. He's doing a really good job being that second player. He's taken another leap this year and I think He's really, really tough. I think the Memphis Grizzlies have got a dead set, dead set gem in there. And I think right now, that's the best backcourt in the league right now for me. I've got the Grizzlies, you know. You look at it, pardon me. <coughs> Who's the best backcourt in the league? Like, I think it's the Grizzlies. Like, you know, you've got your Atlantis, Golden State's on their night, the Suns. But I did, I really do think the consistency of the of the Memphis Grizzlies has just been baited there. I hope he gets it, but the guards I named, Curry. SGA, Booker, Luca, you know, like those four are just better than him, unfortunately. Darren Fox, you know, they, like they're just better than him, unfortunately. So he won't make it. But guys, that's my early, just really early All Star predictions. I thought it'd be pretty good to see how you know I did like at the start, you know, because they quarter in to actually when they get picked. So. It'll be interesting to come back. I'll definitely come back on it and have a look at it. But guys, that is today's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day.